looks like I made a mistake. Hello there and welcome to Strength for Tomorrow Radio with me, Stuart Thompson. Glad to have you. So what are we going to talk about today? It's episode 37. Well, we were going to have a guest on, but unfortunately uh, that's fallen through. He was on holidays and then it was his birthday yesterday, I think it was. So uh, it just didn't work out with the timings, but we were going to do it with Zoom, but I just thought it would be better to do it in person and he also wants to go up for a bit of a training session, so I'm down with that. So we thought we'd postpone it for a while and wait until he's not as busy so we can come up and we can do that. So instead, we're going to talk about, kind of following on from last week, we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that gym newbies make. And we've turned it into a list of 10 because, well, it just seems easier. Whenever you've got a top 10 or you know 10 of this or 10 of that, it just gets people listening better, doesn't it? Rather than an indefinite amount. So here we go. So first mistake that gym newbies make is overcomplicating things. They say that novices simplify, sorry, novices complicate and experts simplify. And this is really true whenever it comes to training in the gym. For a lot of people, what they think they need to do, you know, is, is do all, all sorts of varieties of exercise and do, you know, they'll, they'll study, they'll maybe look into it, they'll research it, they'll, they'll have somebody maybe, you know, helping them train, maybe a friend or family member who's getting them into it, or maybe they just copy somebody across the gym who's also um, trying to get in shape. But all you really need to do whenever you're starting out, and I can't stress this enough, is just get good at about three, four, five or six exercises at the very, very most. You don't have to think that you have to do every machine in the gym or every exercise that there is on, on the face of the earth. Um, what happens is you'll try and do too much. You'll try and squeeze too much into your training session. It'll go on too long. You'll start to hit life. It'll just be a disaster. So pick three, four, five exercises, even th two or three, just to get started with. Say something like squats, something like deadlifts, something like bench press, something really, really effective, but really... Um, really small number of exercises and focus on those and get good at them because they're they're not as, as some people say those those are easy exercises some they're easy depends what weight you put on and whether they're easy or not just focus on, on a few of them and try and get really good at them and try and add a bit more weight to it um over complicating really is is something that us pts even do too much we think we need to do periodization and we need to have all these progressions and things, but for the vast majority of people starting off, if, especially if you've never stepped foot in the gym and you're not used to training, you don't need to do um, a, a really complex or complicated um, training program. You don't need to think about RPE, rate of perceived exertion. Um, I, I posted on Twitter recently saying that rate of perceived exertion was just a way out of doing difficult things. It's a load of nonsense. It really is. Our rate of perceived exertion. Our feelings lie to us all the time. Um, but I'm kind of getting sidetracked. The point is, don't overcomplicate things, okay? You want to make sure that you are doing the simple things, doing them consistently and doing them well. Keep it really, really simple. Because in the long run, you will get much further, you get much stronger, you'll make more progress, and you'll not get frustrated after spending two hours in the gym and wonder why things aren't improving, your body shape's not changing, your weight's not changing, and your strength isn't changing either. And number two, changing programs too often. So you know what happens, right? You'll you'll try and read, you'll try and research, you'll listen to this influencer or you'll go on YouTube, you'll listen to another one, 
Then you'll find someone that contradicts the first one and so on and so forth. And so that continues and it'll confuse you even more. And then you go on Instagram and then you get even more confused because this person's doing another weird thing. And this really fit person says that, this really fit, per fit person says this. That's the way it goes. And you'll, you'll set into a like, brand new program, some new guy you find online, or just a, a program you've, you've, you've either made up yourself. You'll start it, you'll get a couple of weeks into it, and then you get distracted. It's like shiny object object syndrome. You know, like whenever you get a brand new something and you want another brand new something, and you just keep trying to add more stuff into your life. You'll keep doing that with workouts, and it ends up getting you nowhere nowhere it's it you go backwards potentially if you're always chopping and changing programs so stick with a program stick with it for a significant period of time i always try to give programs like at least eight weeks preferably 12 weeks give it 12 weeks see how you're going and try and make progress within that 12 weeks and then look around have another have a bit of a change try and think of you know doing something else if you really want to if it's gonna motivate you to keep you going i know sometimes we can put it down to Oh, but I was lacking motivation. I just need something, a wee bit of a kick, a wee bit of a push to try and help me to um to get over get over this and get into another program. Another program will help. It'll it'll really um it'll stimulate my mind. It'll give me a new challenge. A lot of the time, this happens is whenever things start to get tough. So whenever the weights start to feel a bit heavy, and maybe the program you chose initially was a bit crap. Maybe you've got expectations that are too high and you were going up the weights too much. Something like that. Maybe. I'm jumping ahead, but that's another mistake people make. But shopping and changing programs too often. Personal trainers as well can actually be really guilty of this. They'll find somebody who they really like online. They'll start doing their program and they'll start doing this thing, and they will, you know, they'll just forget about the current thing that they're doing. So don't chop and change your program too often. Stick with it for about twelve weeks would be my advice before thinking about changing again. Third one is not tracking your workouts so if you're a newbie listening to this i i'm sick to the back teeth of telling people to track their workouts nobody wants to do it i don't know what it is like we'll take, we'll take our phones to the gym and, and we will spend lots of time on our phone at the gym but we still for some reason don't use it to track our workouts like i prefer old school i like taking a wee notebook and a pen you know like really old school and tracking my workouts that way or, sh or a sheet of paper and, and doing it having a little bit of a file and all you know you don't need to take like a like dossier with you but it's a huge mistake i can't stress this enough if i was going to start over from scratch and i could give young Stuart advice on where to start and what to do is to track your workouts now thankfully my brother had that drilled into me from a very young age whenever i started training he told me to track my workouts and to write down what i was doing i saw him doing it and i did it and it's really effective it really is because you know what you're doing last day so you know what you're going to do the next day because what you did last day dictates what you're going to do the next day it's as simple as that your last workout sets you up for your next workout and not tracking your workouts is a, a massive error because what will happen is you'll start just going around around the gym doing random stuff you'll see somebody doing a leg press you're like oh maybe i should do a bit of a leg press maybe i should do some leg pressing yeah i'll do that today or you see somebody in the smith machine you think Oh, Smith, Smith bench press, maybe that's better than normal bench press, maybe we should do that. Or that big guy over there is doing that um, that knee thing, I'll go and do that. You don't even know what it is, but you're just doing it because you don't have a, you're not tracking your workouts, you don't know what you did last day and you just get distracted from it. This is one of my pet peeves actually, this is why the powers that be do not consider gyms to be essential, I believe. This is one of the reasons is that people don't take the exercise seriously, they don't take their workout seriously. Now there's a lot of people who do, thankfully. There's a lot of people who take it too seriously to the extreme, but there's a lot of people who just don't take exercise and training, strength training, 
just training in general they don't take it seriously it's leisure to them it's leisurely it's nice and it's easy it shouldn't always be easy guys it should it should definitely challenge you if it's not challenging as the old saying goes it's not changing you so track your workouts and then you can challenge yourself in the next workout because otherwise you just keep doing the same things that's the other option if you were doing 20 kg last last day you're probably going to drop up to something that's easy enough to do this time which will probably be 20 kg so make sure track your workouts whether it's on your phone your tablet notebook and pen old school whatever works for you whatever is your preference i can't recommend that enough is to track your workouts right number four a lack of mobility work and doing too much core i've kind of lumped these two together because well it wouldn't fit it into my top 10 list so it's kind of two things but they're, they're related hear me out so at this stage in the world it's pretty much common knowledge now that training your core is rather important so maybe your PE teacher drilled it into you depending on what age you are um, I think more lately people are you know it's important to have a strong core guys you need to make sure you're working your course we're going to do planks we're going to do sit-ups we're going to do crunches maybe your doctor or your physio told you well uh, you can help your back pain if you get a stronger core or maybe Joe Wicks told you maybe some influencer just said you need a stronger core and you thought I need a stronger core maybe you read it in your daily newspaper maybe whatever newspaper it is you read whatever persuasion you are um maybe you heard them tell you you know if it reached the newspapers you know it's 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 pretty pretty important now because it's, it's reached the newspapers maybe you heard an influencer say it, whoever most of us though know or maybe we think we know enough you know know that we need to train the core or most of us think we know how to train the core and most of us also happen to hold most of our body fat around our core and because of these two completely separate pieces of information and reality it results in gym newbies trying to do too much core specific work or what they perceive to be core work and the alternative is not doing enough um, mobilizing mobilization on your joints so let me pick apart a few problems with that let's unpack that for, I hate that phrase actually unpack do you hear people saying that now all these presenters and all say that now but anyway there's a few problems with it first of all doing lots of core work is not an effective way to get slimmer around the waist I'm gonna say it again because that glazes over a lot of people and goes over their head but for, first of all doing lots and lots of core work is not it's not an effective way to get slimmer around the waist. Just because you hurt after doing some crunches doesn't mean that the fat, the fat has shrunk around there. Okay, we all hold more fat around our waist than anywhere else probably, men and women. To get a slimmer waist, what you need to do is reduce your body fat tissue. And you can do that by being in a calorie deficit. So that can come from a couple of ways. The main way, the most helpful, effective way is through calorie restriction. So calorie controlling your diet, so taking in less energy than you're using forcing your body to use its own energy we've covered this in detail and many many times so to get in a calorie deficit um you can do it through exercise as well so doing what's called calorie burning exercises fat burning exercises they're marketed as now so people will tell you spin class or running or weights or whatever but doing tons and tons of sit-ups and crunches and planks in reality it doesn't actually burn that many calories it doesn't burn that much energy so it's not really going to facilitate you to get into a calorie deficit do you know what i mean so core work is supposed to strengthen your core it's supposed to strengthen your core muscles in some way shape or form and there's lots of different types of core strength so just doing things like planks sit-ups and crunches like we've referenced is it's largely a waste of time 
for for most people anyway it's a, it's a waste of time in the sense that you're not going to burn very um many calories but also from the fact that it's quite one-dimensional your core um, needs to be strong in other ways as well the other elephant in the room is that whenever you strengthen your core um so whenever you do things like heavy back squats you're doing core whenever you do deadlifts whenever you do overhead presses whenever you do pull-ups and things your core has to get stronger to be able to cope with the demands of that loading so if the weight's going up your core is getting stronger now having said that you are able to let get stronger in those weight those, those lifts and not have a well-rounded strong functional core so you might be able to do a really heavy deadlift but your spine might still feel like it's about to snap so what what is the reason for that why would that be well there's lots of other um ways you need to you know, stabilize your core you need to make so sit-ups for example is you're kind of flexing and extending your spine right and that's putting a lot of pressure on your disc so a lot of people who get back issues should avoid things like sit-ups and crunches it's not going to make them better they'd be better off building core stability so instead of trying to utilize your abs and put pressure in your abs by throwing yourself into flexion and extension you'd be better off doing things like pal-off presses dead bugs hollow holds things that are side planks things that are going to challenge your core stability okay so stability it's not just sit-ups and uh, crunches and things like that but if you have a decent training program your core is getting worked without having to specifically do core in inverted commas at the end of your session do you get what i mean so if you've got a, a, a good program um that's going to be taken care of throughout it the other thing is with regards to mobility and mobilization is most of us have got imbalances in our bodies to some extent we just do okay we just do i know we went to all sorts of detail to explain why that is actually we'll go into some detail things can only get worse as we age as well okay these imbalances just get accentuated and get emphasized more for example if you are someone who sits for 68 hours a day um on your chair in the office so your ankles are at 90 degrees your knees are at a 90 degree angle your hips are 90 degrees your head and upper back are are leant forward you're kind of hunched over your shoulders are rounded your glutes are inactive they're dormant and the pressure is going into your lo your lumbar spine there are going to be consequences i don't care how many deadlifts you do i don't care how many training sessions you do um, a week every day you're fighting gravity to some extent and we all do it in slightly different ways depending on our lifestyle or dimensions and levels of strength and things like that but more or less we deal with it in a similar way but there is no amount of deadlift squats pull-ups the best exercises you can imagine there's no amount of them are going to correct 68 hours of sitting every single day or standing if you're in a factory liner for example it's just it's that's that's your dominant position right that's like you know a third of your of your of your day is going to be spent in that position so that is your worst posture so we need do need to commit time to mobilizing to making sure that especially our hips and shoulders are open they're loose they're able to, to stretch they're able to move and move freely these are the two areas that get super super tight and can have a really negative impact upon things like your lower back um your hips your knees feet shoulders there's all sorts of things can come from this so spending more time doing mobility is a really really important recommendation i would have if you're a gym newbie, newbie instead of doing loads of setups loads of crunches loads of planks like you see on pinterest or youtube or instagram or whatever spend more time doing mobilization of your of your big joints your ankles your hips your shoulders especially number five then 
not doing warm-up sets and not resting enough. You see what I did there? I've rammed the two of these together again just to fit it into 10. Um, so something I've really noticed with a lot of newbies that are really reluctant to do are warm-up sets. Now, I used to think, I was of the same line of thinking, I used to think they're a waste of time, they're a waste of energy because they're going to they're gonna just decrease my power output. Um, so I just didn't bother doing them. I thought it was going to hamper my work sets. But the problem is, if you don't do them, bad things can happen. Long story short, it's simple as that. You should start with an empty bar for more or less every exercise, apart from every deadlift. We need it to be the correct height before you start, but start with a minimum amount of weight you can put on it, probably like a 30. And for dumbbell work, you need to start doing some warm-up sets, some warm-up reps um, with a lighter weight. And what this does, it primes your nervous system, your, your muscles, your joints, your brain for the upcoming stimulus that you're about to unleash upon it so that the shock doesn't impede your working set. Sometimes it's that shock. What was heavy? That's, that can stop you short because you're, you're telling yourself it's heavy before you've even tried to push it, before you even tried to lift it. So it doesn't hamper your work set. So it, it actually it enables your work sets. It facilitates them. So by avoiding doing them, you're, um, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Now, how do you do them correctly so you don't tire yourself out? Well, just like I said, or start light. So start, say you're going to do a heavy back squat. Say your back squat 60 kilos. So start with a bar. 20 kilos, do maybe five reps. Next, put up to maybe 40 kilos, do maybe three reps. Then go to 50 kilos and do maybe two reps. And then rest a few minutes and then do your working sets at 60, if that's what you're working weight. Get the idea? So you're increasing the weight gradually, but you're decreasing the reps gradually. So the idea is that you're not going to tire your muscles out. You're not going to impede your um, or impair your working sets, you're going to set yourself up for those. Hopefully that's helpful for that one. But yeah, do your warm-up sets. And the other side of it is resting enough. So make sure you're resting enough between sets. A lot of people complain that they're not getting stronger. They hit a plateau and then they go and jump program, like we said earlier. A reason for this is because you're not taking enough rest. Okay, so if you're trying to get stronger, you need rest. Now I get that people want to keep it to two minutes or they want to keep it to 90 seconds rest in between. That's fine. If you're still able to make progress and lift heavier doing that, cool brilliant and if you're trying to shrink your rest you're trying to take it down from two minutes to 90 seconds but you're not hitting the, the desired amount of, of reps there's a problem there so if you're you're aiming for 12 and you only get the seven there's an issue okay um obviously with a good training program you will be able to estimate what what weight you can lift for how many reps and for what sets but if you're trying to get stronger the rest in one sense is irrelevant i.e you don't want to don't worry too much if it's two minutes or it's five minutes Whatever rest you need to complete the set, do that. Don't take any longer than necessary, but rest more if you need to. And this is really hard to get your head around if you've been used to doing boot camps or you've been used to doing circuits or you're used to you know training with somebody else who's all go, 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 go. But take more rest to get stronger, okay? That is a really huge problem that a lot of inexperienced or new lifters make. And then after, after you do it, and you'll be like, whoa, that made a huge difference. That was, that was actually felt okay. That third set felt okay. I thought it was going to be difficult, but it blows your mind. Really, it does. Number six, doing too much cardio. So what is cardio? Cardio could be the cross trainer. It could be the rowing machine. It could be running. It could be cycling. It could be all manner of things. But what I mean by doing too much cardio, a lot of people think they have to build their aerobic system up before they should attempt weights. A lot of people think that's the right way to do things. And in many ways, there is no... There is no right or wrong way. Okay, if you're a runner, 
maybe you do need to start increasing your cardiovascular capacity fair enough okay i get that i accept that but i'm talking about someone who's a complete beginner someone who's trying to change their body composition just get a bit fitter just look as if they work out look as if they're in shape and you know feel good feel healthy feel strong doing too much cardio and focusing on cardio in my view is a mistake for several reasons one most people from the whenever they start the gym if you're a complete newbie you're not going to have enough muscle tissue. And whenever I say you won't, you don't have enough muscle tissue, I mean you don't have enough to be able to support your lifestyle. So eating the things you like to eat, drinking the things you like to drink, while burning calories at rest. The more muscle tissue you have, the, the, the more calories your body has to burn to sustain that and to maintain that um, muscle tissue. Whereas fat does not do the same. So most people don't have enough muscle. Most people aren't strong enough either. Most people can barely do a push-up. Most people can barely can't do a pull-up certainly and a lot of people can't squat their body weight there's a lot of people who just need to get a bit stronger so whenever you focus on cardio first i believe it's a mistake and a lot of people who have tried it will from experience will admit that it was a mistake because what happens is the same people will be there six months later a year later their body shape hasn't changed their their routine hasn't changed they'll probably actually get bored within six months and they'll not be doing like the cross trainer or the, the treadmill or whatever they just get bored and they'll go home and they'll not go back to the gym because they'll say that exercise stuff doesn't work it's, it's just a pain it's just painful boring it is boring like it is boring but whenever you do weights you can gradually you can see the progress every single week week upon week upon week and as you add more lean muscle tissue both guys and girls though it's a lot harder for girls than guys as we've said in great detail in other programs as well but Try to focus more on building strength because you're getting all of the similar benefits, but you are getting so much more beside that. You're, you're, as I said, you're building that lean muscle. You're going to build your bone density. You're going to burn calories, which is going to help you get in a calorie deficit, which is going to help you lose fat tissue. And you're, you're going to train your heart as well. Whenever you get under the heavy, heavy squat bar, do five heavy reps. Guess what? Your heart's beating really hard. And it takes a while for it to get back down so that's why your body can burn extra calories at rest for up to 36 hours after completing a, a heavy strength session and you burn an awful lot of calories during it but calories is one side of it you get that from cardio but you also get that from weights but you also get the shape and tone your body people talk about toning weights is how you tone your body it's not about doing cardio it's not about doing hit it's not about doing a specific thing like a spin class doing weights is where your focus should be and i say yours i mean most people who are starting the gym from fresh and you'll probably really enjoy it right moving on number seven attempting too much too soon so a lot of newbies want to set the world on fire they want to make huge changes really really quickly and they'll, they'll program in a workout a really ambitious program like doing you know workout out six days a week or five days a week and they'll try and do far too much too soon and they'll end up being really sore their muscles will be in agony they'll have doms every single day and if that doesn't put them off and stop them from training you know the other side of it is they'll, they may be getting injury so they'll be training too hard too heavy too soon and they'll, they'll really start hurting their tendons and their joints they'll start aching and if you're quite new your techniques just getting found out you're just trying to work your way around it and try and figure out certain exercises so attempting too much too soon so if you're trying to make a big change in your lifestyle this is one thing to avoid is try and do too much too soon three times a week's loads like three times a week strength training is, is 
optimal, I would say. Brilliant, for, especially for newbies, but for a lot of other people as well. So don't try to do too much too soon. Just be go easy on yourself. Um, there's, we had Kyle Gregg on there a few months ago, and one of the things he keeps sharing is from clients who he's had success with is people can't believe how little exercise he gives them to do, yet they're getting incredible results. And that's something that, again, like we said earlier, experts simplify and novices overcomplicate and the same thing goes with this if you're able to um to simplify things and just get everything done in 45 minutes or an hour do it three times a week i mean what's that cost you like less than three hours a week that's what you need to do and you'll be more satisfied you'll have more time just to live your life as you were previously more time for socializing more time for your family and friends and you won't have to stress about the gym and become obsessive about it because you can do so much with just a little bit of time commitment not too much but just commit three hours a week to it rather than six hours a week to it and you're not sick in yourself number eight training too heavy without checking form so kind of like we said a lot of novices a lot of newbies what they'll do especially guys this has to be said it's a guy thing but we we tend to want to get stronger really fast we want to do it in a hurry we don't want to wait six weeks or 12 weeks or longer we don't want to wait two years we want to get stronger now and what will happen is they start to compromise their form and their control just to get the numbers up just to make that happen and what can happen is that you know brute force and ignorance can get you by for a while and i'm a testament to that whenever i was younger i was like 16 so i turned six foot i believe the old myth you know that if you if you don't if you start training before weight training before you're six you know before you stop growing you will stunt your growth so once i had six foot i thought well i'm tall enough now if anything else is a bonus so um i i uh, started you know, trying to get get numbers up and i was priding myself in my bench press it wasn't even that big in fact it was really really small and uh, my form was terrible my shoulders were in a bad position my elbows in a bad position but got it down to my chest got it back up again who cares right yeah what odds but it will end up an injury sooner or later so i started getting like, things like shoulder impingement and this is whenever i'm talking like 16 or 18 and around those 30 years um got shoulder issues and it's just terrible form so sooner or later it will end up being a bit of an issue or even an injury sooner or later probably sooner so whenever i'm training clients what i try to do is ensure that they're lifting sufficiently heavy enough in order to feel the weight so get a feel of it and feel the need to control it and feel the need for the technique that i'm trying to teach them so it's not too heavy but you know you don't want it so heavy they're getting crushed underneath the weight and they can't support it and they're wobbling about all over the place and they can't even control it i want them to show control coordination and show me that they're not just bouncing it or losing tension keeping tension on is really important as well and a lot of lifts so if you if you don't have the benefit of a personal trainer if you're not with a personal trainer in a minute you still need to watch your form um, whether you've got a workout partner or you know a workout partner who knows what they're looking for is the other thing you could have a workout partner sitting on instagram whenever you're getting crushed under under the barbell doing bench press but um make sure that they're they know what they're looking for so did your elbows flare out did your shoulder pop up off the bench did you lose that that arch in your back talking about bench press here by the way and then squats even more technical again keeping an eye on things and making sure that you're going deep enough making sure that your hips are going the right direction making sure you're your heels aren't coming off the floor, all the little things. And what you need to do is yeah, use, use a, someone like a spotter or use someone to, to watch you, like a, a workout partner. If you don't have that, then you do need to video your lifts. And it might seem like a bit of a, I don't know, a douchey thing to do, like to set up a camera and, and, and uh, like a bit of a vain thing to do. But it is really important for form, for technique, for correction and for improvement. 
try different angles so set it right behind you set it at the side profile set it at diagonally set it in front so you can see your knees like whatever whatever lift is you're doing get the best angles try and make sure that you're you're able to see what's going on and then review that whenever you're resting so use your rest time to do something like that to check your form and make sure that you're not letting your standards slip right number nine paying too much attention to supplements instead of the basics so this is something I think every newbie is guilty of and every, every newbie wants to know what supplements they should be taking. Again, going back to whenever I started training, I, uh, like 15 years ago, I, I really want, I wanted to know what, the, what I needed to take to get bigger, stronger, as fast as possible. Aside from like things like testosterone boosters and, uh, and steroids, I wasn't ever, I always decided I was never going to touch those things. And if you're into that, like all the best to you, but not for me, but I tried pretty much everything else under the sun. You know, I tried um, oh, all sorts of things. I was actually chatting to a client recently because he said he, he accidentally, I think he accidentally ordered um, BMA. And I can't even remember the, I, I remember taking it one time. I took, got a bottle vial off it. Um, I was getting my protein and stuff. I think it was bodybuilding.com. I used to get my stuff off. I used to order things. I think came from America in a big box. And I did it a few times. Kept me going for a long time. But it's paying too much attention to things like that. They are literally just money burners. But there's um, ZMA as well and you know branched chain amino acids as well there's all sorts of things that you can start taking to um to to try and get bigger and stronger get get um get your performance up creatine creatine's a good one actually creatine's there's more backing behind it and that probably makes a bigger difference than most of them you know there's 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 your amino acids as well there's there's all sorts of things pre-workouts Oh, there's all sorts of things, and uh, I can't even remember half of them. I remember trying these desiccated liver tablets. They were like, um, so it was like organ meat, but like in tablet form. So save you having to chew it or taste it if you don't really like it. But it's full of B vitamins and iron and all that good stuff. But I remember taking them and just like I remember I bought them. Probably wasn't actually too expensive back then, but I, it's it's, it's probably more expensive now, even though there's more competition now. But I remember getting this big box of stuff. It's probably like a couple of hundred pounds. Kept me going for a long time, right enough, but. There's these like there was liquid amino acids because I read they were better. There was all sorts of things I were trying because I'd read reviews and just you know we take people's opinion on the internet like fifteen years ago pretty seriously because there wasn't as many views about then. Whereas now you kind of go nah don't know about that, and yeah so I was paying way more attention to them. But at the same time I told this client this recently as well I wasn't sleeping properly so I was at university, and you're getting what five four five six hours sleep at the most every night and then the weekends you would catch up in your sleep. So I was training like every day but. Not they were trying to take supplements, trying to eat, but not doing the basics like sleeping. Something as basic as sleeping. So scrap the supplements, get your sleep in order. So do the basics. So sleep, get enough sleep, get at least eight hours sleep. If you can't get eight hours sleep, get really good high quality sleep. So good dense sleep. If you woke up in the middle of the night, be your baby or whatever, then try and do what you can during the day to make your sleep as good as possible. Um, make sure the room's okay. Make sure you've reduce your caffeine intake towards bedtime you've reduced your fluid intake before bedtime all the things i've chatted about in the sleep episode as well check that out um eating enough protein so trying to eat protein like your your like fish like steak like chicken like eggs like cottage cheese milk all the basics try and stick to good food if you can stick with those and drink lots of water do, doing all the things that we all know we should do right um instead of relying on supplements supplements I think are mainly for really high performance athletes. It's a bit like you know the super unleaded fuel you put in cars. This might be above some of your heads, but if you've got like a 
little Vauxhall course in my very first car was a one litre. And if I if I decided to spend an extra 20p a litre and put in super unleaded, it really wouldn't make much of a difference. It would have been hilarious. The guys at the pump would have been wetting themselves laughing at me. For things like Ferraris and Porsches and high-performance engines, it will make a difference then. Or so they say. I'm not a mechanic. You can let me know if I'm wrong in that. But it's a bit like supplements. Don't don't use supplements if you if you aren't doing paying attention to the other 90% of things that are going to make a huge difference, like your sleep, like your nutrition, like your... Um, hydration as well so yeah don't spend money on supplements I'm really not a very good salesperson it's no wonder um, people, it's no wonder people have stopped contacting me asking if I want to supply my clients with supplements I don't push supplements um, apart from protein I wouldn't really make very many recommendations on supplements and finally number 10 so this one's kind of similar to number I think it was two or three not having a plan and just going through the motions if you want to take just one thing away, this is probably it. That's why I've repeated it almost. Uh, another way of saying it, I guess. But it's kind of different. So having a, tracking your workouts and having a plan aren't the same thing. You need to have a plan. We said that in like, I think it was number one, is make sure that you are going in with intention. You know, you're not just going through the motions. So make sure that you are, you're going to, you're going to follow a plan and you're going to see it through. You're not going to chop and change your workouts. You're not going to chop and change your programs. This is one of the biggest and most common issues that I come across on a regular basis whenever people ask me for advice is they want to start training, so they get into training and then the fact is they don't have a plan or a program or any sort of meaningful goal. They don't really know what they want to do or where they want to go with things. And they're just going into the, the gym and sort of faffing about, you know, go we find the cross training, we'll go five minutes in the rower. We'll do a wee bit of leg press. We'll do a wee bit of uh, hamstring curl. And then we'll go over and do a wee bit of the pec deck. And then we'll go over and do a wee bit of uh, lat pull downs. You know, like they're, just, they're going through it. And then next time they'll go and do something completely different to see whatever's free. And I get your frustration. I mean, if you go to a gym and there's, there's not free spaces, there's not free racks, there's not enough space whenever you're there, it's really frustrating. Which is why, incidentally, we're opening up the gym here for you to come and train. With limited numbers, we're going to cap the numbers. There's, en there's enough equipment for everybody. And you can come and train yourself here outside of PTR. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you're in the area and you're looking for somewhere to train and you're going to be guaranteed to have workout space, equipment, and there's not going to be a million people in your way. So, yeah, don't go through the motions. Have a, have a plan. Execute it. A lot of time that's why people don't like going to the gym is because they feel nervous and they feel like they're... They don't know what they're doing. If you go in with a plan, it automatically gives you confidence so you can go in and go, right, I'm doing squats first. I'll go over there. And you know where, you're, where to go and what you're doing. If you don't know where to go and what you're doing, it, it, I would feel nervous going in. I would feel nervous going in. Sometimes you're just like, well, what to do now? Let's hang out about in the cardio area. You know, you don't know what to do. If you go in with a plan, just execute it, get out again. You know, make friends if you want to when you're there, but but you get what I mean. Make sure you have a plan and don't just go through the motions. Like I said earlier, this is why gyms were closed down last year because politicians and the, most people don't take gyms seriously. They don't take training seriously. They refer to it as leisure. It's classed as leisure, and it's it's ridiculous, really. This this is healthcare of the first degree. This is preventative healthcare. It's not medical care. Whenever things go wrong. Go to the hospital, go to the doctor, get medical care whenever you need it. Gyms are healthcare. I can't stress that enough. So if you go in with a plan, sorry, if you don't go in with a plan, 
it's like you're not really taking your health seriously. It's not just that you're taking your workout seriously, you're not taking your health seriously. So I would highly recommend that you come up with a plan, even if it's a really crappy plan, right? Even if it's the worst plan in the world, it's better have an A plan than no plan. Don't just go through the motions. So that is the 10 mistakes that gym newbies make. There's loads more. I'm sure there's loads more. I'm sure I'm missing some. If, if I've missed any, then you think it's really important, let me know and I will mention it in the next program. Hopefully that's helpful though. Hopefully that steers some gym newbie in the, in the right direction. If you're listening to this and you're experienced or you know somebody who might benefit from it, do pass it on to them, do share it with them um, on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts because I want to help as many people as possible really. And now it's time for some news. So this news story is from sciencedaily.com and it was published on the 13th of January 2022. So about a week ago, just over a week ago. So scientists dive deep into the different effects of morning and evening exercise. So this is something people ask me all the time is, is it better to work out in the morning or the evening? And there's different theories and different evidence to suggest different things. So some people, I guess, are it really depends on who you are as a person, whether you're a morning person or evening person. There's all sorts of theories about what age you are and how that affects whether you get the most benefit out of it in the morning or the evening. I'm more concerned just getting people to exercise at some stage during the day, whether it's the morning or the evening, is up to you. So this study, I'm just going to pick out a few paragraphs here to let you, to let you read them or let you hear them because I'm not going to read the whole thing. So it starts off, it is well established that exercise improves health. Yes, I agree. And recent research has shown that exercise benefits the body in different ways depending on the time of day. However, scientists still do not know why the timing of exercise produces these different effects. To get a better understanding, an international team of scientists carried out the most comprehensive study to date of exercise produced at different times of the day. Almost all cells regulate their biological processes over 24 hours, otherwise called a circadian rhythm. This means that the sensitivity of different tissues to the effects of exercise changes depending on the time of day. Earlier research has confirmed that exercise timing according to our circadian rhythm can optimize the health promoting effects of exercise. New insights include a deeper understanding of how tissues communicate with each other and how exercise can help to realign faulty circadian rhythms in specific tissues. Faulty circadian clocks have been linked to risk, increased risk of obesity and type 2 diabetes. So this is um, quite a, well, it should be a well-known fact, but like if you don't get enough sleep or your sleeping is um, unhinged and, and it's not as, as high quality as it should be, there's a much higher risk that you're going to be obese or have type 2 diabetes and that is is well established now so if you need to fix anything it's about trying to fix your sleep probably first of all so finally the study identified new exercise induced signaling molecules in multiple tissues which need further investigation to understand how they can individually or collectively influence health the study has several limitations the experiments were carried out in mice I always, think, I always think it's funny, I remember that one last week, sorry, I'm going to set myself up again. Um, while mice share many common genetic, physiological and behavioural characteristics with humans, they also have important differences. For example, mice are nocturnal and the type of exercise was also limited to treadmill running, which can produce different results compared to high intensity exercise. Finally, the impact of sex, age and disease were not considered in the analysis. So, it's a bit of a story about nothing, isn't it? They don't really know... Um, they just know that it affects every cell, doesn't it? And um, 
I don't really know how it affects. I think it needs to be done on humans, really, doesn't it? Because mice can't really tell you how they're feeling. Mice can't really tell you, well, they have a good night's sleep. No, they don't, they don't have a good night's sleep. You need, you need to do it in humans. I don't think it'd be that hard to do. I think it'd be easy enough with all of the, the, the ways that we can measure things now with regards to sleep and with regards to activity. I think it would be a lot easier. And again, I'm talking about this from a very, very far out um, landscape view. I'm not really talking about it from a myopic, really zoned in like these scientists that have been measuring this. But I imagine it'd be a lot easier to do it with, with humans and get better qual- qualitative feedback, not just uh, cold hard data. But interesting nonetheless, one to keep an eye on. If you have any new stories that you'd like me to share or to give my thoughts on, do send them in. Right, joke of the week. Let's get it over with. At first, I didn't think that my car partner was any good. Well, now I stand corrected. Right, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. As always, um, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, anything, any any guests you would like me to have on the show, or if you would like to be on the show, do send me in an email to info at crossfunctionalfitness.co.uk and I will get back to you. Or drop me a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook, whatever it is you want to. Don't forget to share this with friends or family if they're thinking of starting the gym. It can be a daunting time, it can be an intimidating place. So if this helps you or helps someone you know, do feel free to share it with them. Hopefully it will help because these are mistakes that I made. I should point out, I made most of these mistakes whenever I was starting off in the gym. So that's how I know. Um, I just remember what I did wrong and I'm trying to uh, guide you away from those. So have a great weekend and don't forget to train today so you can be stronger tomorrow.